so allow me to interject i have talked about how um the mimicking of genetic material is i have also expressed how i am very fluent in scant technology but obviously there are more experts out there because they're being thumped with whatever superstar they have or stars they have thumping them as they're the experts right and then we have medical doctors that have never observed it from an algorithm uh, approach to see what science is because you know computational genetics was new and i at the age how old was i four so that would be two so 14 years old i was part of the first ever program of computational linguistics language i love math you guys all know this and so how long has this been going on well you saw the speech in 1961 we could take it from there but I did tell you how these things work, how they sleep, how they embed, and how they change. In fact, I even spoke of the intricacy of the human genome and how it stores information and accesses information. Over a decade ago, the only, very few, there's only two educational series videos that I have on YouTube, and that's one of them for a reason of course not googling not asking you for clicks because i just talk it's up to you to listen i'm doing my part right and that's exactly how president trump sees it he's talking it's up to you to listen and if you decide you are more popular if you listen to this person or if you decide to be loyal to someone just because you have this covenant of sharing information, then <laughs> you deserve to be hung out to dry too. It's quite fascinating, but let's finish this off because this part is what we need to see. But you need the previous to understand how RNA hijacks your system to produce specific proteins. Isn't that what the mRNA vaccine is doing? Recoding your system. So by and large, disease is a somewhat unusual consequence of infection, not the common outcome. So, how, so where do all these emerging outbreaks come from? It's, it centers around the fact that these virus host co-evolutionary um, um, interactions happen between single virus populations and a single host. And that is an evolutionary process that's happened over a long period of time. What happens if that virus accidentally spills over in a completely different host it's never really encountered before? The consequences can be dire because they haven't actually reached an equilibrium yet. And that's how most of these happen. You have viruses that are uh, embedded usually in wild populations. Um, here we've got represented monkeys, bats, and rodents. And 
each of those are perfect examples of viruses that spil have spilt over into, into humans. Um, Ebola is a, a bat virus, as is Hendra. Uh, Hendra in bats doesn't cause overt disease. Most bats can carry it without any problem at all. But when it gets into humans and horses, it, it's, a, it's a significant problem. It can be aided by perhaps transferring to domestic animals first, and the spillover can happen from domestic animals into humans, and it can be mediated by vectors as well. So those viruses that are transmitted by mosquitoes or ticks can help in the trans transmission um, across this cycle. So in terms of a time event, um, you can have viruses uh, meandering along in the wild, uh, wild animal scenarios, and then you can get these spillover events into domestic animals or directly uh, into the human population. Or it can come via domestic animals as a spillover event. In each one of these, you get local amplification. The problem we have had with emerging outbreaks is this is the time we usually are aware that something's amiss. We, we don't really recognise the spillover event until it's well established in the human population. We've got significant numbers where, the, where it's exploding in that population and we just don't have the time to prepare for it or uh, time to combat it. So how do we prepare for it? It certainly generated a lot of um, headlines um, and Disease X, WHO's uh, naming of an unknown pathogen, has really helped that. It's not, it's not Z, uh, it's Disease X. Uh, they don't cause zombies, except if you go and see certain movies. Um, but uh, there is concern, obviously, and rightfully, uh, as to the consequences of these uh, emerging outbreaks and what they can do. So the last 20, 30 years has seen sudden and dramatic emergence of a wide range of, um, of these previously unknown or known uh, viruses into new geographic locations and or in greater numbers. Things like Ebola, for example, we've known since the 1970s, but they, it's been a, a, a trickling outbreak. It spill, spills over from the bat and the local um, primate population, usually into villages. What was a big surprise was in 2014 when it exploded um, out into uh, a larger uh, city environment, and that's when it uh, uh, really caught hold. And we haven't really curtailed it yet. It's been up and down, and there's a new outbreak of uh, Ebola happening right as we speak. But there are a number of examples here. West Nile virus was unknown um, in the Americas until 1999 when, uh, in New York, crows started falling out of the sky. And um, they believe from sequencing that it came from the Middle East, but they don't know, from Israel in fact, but they don't know how it got there. A, um, uh, some mosquitoes hitching a ride on, an, on a plane was thought to be the most logical uh, way that it was introduced into the Americas. It then swept across the Americas, killing thousands of individuals and infecting tens of thousands. Um, and it really hasn't gone away yet. Chikungunya is a virus a bit like Ross River that causes joint pain, and that spread globally in the 2000s. Uh, Middle East Respiratory syn uh, Syndrome um, appeared in 2012 in Saudi Arabia. We didn't know this virus before um, it's, it spilled over from the camel population into camel herders. But there's been on ongoing breaks ever since human-human tra uh, transmission, including an unexpected outbreak in South Korea. They always tell you what they're going to do. Because informed consent and all, right? See the camel thing? One of you actually pointed out that the camels need to social distance. I died. But are you paying attention? 
COVID worked because everybody got on the same page. That's what happened. Because COVID at first was considered disease X for China back in the day. The WHO's been warning about it for a long time, and they'll just pick whatever sticks. And the more deadlier and rapid it is and, and easily contained, pay attention, they don't want it to go too viral. They just need to target the people that got the certain cohort of this COVID-19 vaccine. They want them to have a fever, and within 24 hours, they bleed out of their eyes and they die. But they don't want everyone around them to catch it. That's how disease X works. And they've been fine-tuning that for the past five years in Africa. You know, those Uncle Toms in Nigeria selling their own people, going against their own brothers in Niger, Burkina Faso, Mali, Guinea, that are fighting to get rid of this. You know, I guess they made a lot of money with those Nigerian prince emails, right? You see, it, it, it's so disheartening, you know, when, it, when, it, when this COVID hit, how all of these people came out trying their best, right? It was always trying their best. It wasn't with bad intentions. Telling people, this is it, this is it, because their knowledge was not broad. It was hyper-focused. And their knowledge was good enough in order to bring some solace and some preventative measures to people. But it assisted in more disinformation. Has everything I have said about COVID come to be correct? Did I not tell you before the vaccine that they're going to be amplifying HIV talks and that they're going to be feeding you those medications? Did I not? But let me guess. I'm not in the lab coat. I didn't have someone big thumping me. And see, here it is. Many people that have gone before us weren't in a lab coat. They were probably in potato sacks, walking barefoot, standing on a soapbox somewhere, telling people with love, education. Did you know that during the ages of 12 to about, I don't know, 29, 30, Jesus was traveling the world and getting educated? Oh, that's right. It's not in your Bible. You just know he was born and then just appeared in his 30s and was just there, right? What did he do all day? Play soccer? What did he do? Just make roofs, right? What did he do? Ah, see? The more you know. Ebola, as I said, has been uh, drifting along for some time, as has um, Zika, which um, emerged suddenly in, in South America, and now yellow fever's coming back, just as we have a yellow, yellow fever vaccine shortage. Uh, it's coming back in in Africa and also back into South America. What, what are the things that have changed? It's a multitude of things, which is, which is what this figure on the right-hand side is meant to indicate. Physical and environmental factors, the genetic factors of both host and the virus, human and animal um, issues, um, close juxtaposition, for example, to, to where the pathogens may emerge, and so on. So changes in our physical and biological environment, climate change is definitely impacting. Uh, particularly vector-borne diseases and the amplification, for example, of the mosquito populations. Uh, diet and habitats. Uh, deforestation is taking humans into close proximity to forest environments which may harbour these exotic pathogens. We know of pathogens that have emerged that way. In South America, uh, the, the hemorrhagic fever virus, Hunin, uh, is a virus that had reached its co-evolutionary relationship with rodents that lived in the forests. And when they started clearing the forests and started planting wheat, the rodents came out into the wheat fields 
and engaged with um, uh, the farmers, the wheat farmers, and start, suddenly we started seeing this hemorrhage fever virus uh, appearing in, in those farmers. So our own, ch our own um, demographic and behavioural changes um, have affected disease transmission. There's been an unprecedented population growth, and of course, modern transportation has really helped to transmit viruses around the world. And of course, evolution of uh, viruses and hosts themselves, making them more susceptible um, uh, and allowing infection where previously it may not have happened to occur. This is, gives you an idea of the, uh, of the potential for spread of a viral pathogen in a human vector. So you pick up a virus infection somewhere in the world, within 48 hours you can be anywhere. And that's the incubation period of many viruses. So you can be incubating it, not showing that you have that disease, and go to another country. That's exactly what happened with SARS. It came out of the civet population. We now know it was actually bats that infected uh, civets, and civets in Hong Kong infected a large number of individuals, some of whom flew to various parts of the world and initiated outbreaks in those areas. Toronto had a large SARS outbreak as a result of one uh, plane uh, travelling to Toronto from Hong Kong. So this provides the perfect uh, potential for spread. I took this, you might want to visit it yourself, it's called um, Health Map. And... All right, so let me shift gears and let me take you back in time to the time where, you know, people were washing vegetables and everyone was suddenly a vir virologist and everyone knew, actually, that's a lie. A lot of people had no idea what the fuck was going on. And it was at this time that I had um, thought all these days, speaking of science, from March 2nd, 2020 up until March 12th. And as you all know, I got with my friend, Millie Weaver, and we did a coronavirus special, right? Do you remember that? Where we told you it was all about the ID where we warned you that it had nothing to do with healthcare. I was a little bit over the top. Remember how everyone panicked and how they acted? Well, let's go to March 12th before the actual full travel ban was done when he was initiating it. It's right after I was at um, Millie's. We finished wrapping up our segment, I think it was on the 14th of March, and it was published at the end of March, maybe the 20th, 25th. It was around the time that Building 7, according to uh, the University of Alaska, was a controlled demolition. But, you know, I digress. We could get into 9-11 later, because that will be coming full circle. Uroboros. So let's go back in time to a show that I did, again, in March of 2020 when everyone was busy talking about just the State of the Union and they were discussing a few things and sharing a ton of memes and complaining that they were being banned from everywhere, which was the, 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 the prelude to the disinformation silencing campaign because they knew what they were going to do. Here you go. Please enjoy this trip down memory lane from someone who's considered a grifter and um, not a, a good Googler and not a valid source. Enjoy. You're on an airplane, they're reading your messages. Uh, and you can laugh at that, I'm dead serious. So 
uh, you know, bottom line is we're stopping the trade more than just the, the, the human movement, okay? And that's done for different reasons. Now, I'm going to tell you about a new epidemic that's only for California that kind of sprouted out um, years ago as an ecological thing. But now, you know, with all the nastiness going on in California, I think they're going to have the same repercussions that Nigeria has been experiencing on another level. Uh, but before we get into all that disease, uh, I wanted to go straight to um, President Trump meeting with the Prime Minister of Ireland. Now, for all of you that don't know this, Ireland is part of the EU. So one would ask, well, hold on a second. Um, how is Ireland meeting with the president and why is Ireland... Um, you know, a, an exclusion to this, you know, ban, but not, but not the rest of the EU. Like, what is going on here? We don't understand. Well, let me explain it to you. Do you know what's housed in Ireland, you guys? Do you know in Ireland and both Ireland and Northern Ireland, which is part of the UK? Do you know that that's like the the Mirror Sun Valley? So. Ireland doesn't want their trade to stop and Ireland doesn't want to be on that list of we're not doing business with you. So Ireland got their tushy on the plane and flew out and said, okay, let's talk. Now everyone's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe the prime minister of Ireland is totally like talking Trump about loyalty and stuff like that. It's like, wow, butthurt much. Uh, he's actually looking after them so they don't lose money. I want you guys to listen to this. Take a listen. With the Prime Minister of Ireland, we've known each other now for quite a while, and we have a great relationship, and a great relationship with Ireland, and uh, we have a lot to discuss. Uh, we will be uh, talking about the obvious, and we'll also be talking about the virus that's hit the world. I see uh, they, they've canceled their big soccer games, their championship games, and a lot of other games. They've canceled a lot over in Europe and all over the world. So this is a big world problem. Uh, we've taken some bold steps. We took the original boldest step of all when we closed very early with China. That helped us uh, save thousands of lives. And we went very early with Europe. And uh, I think that'll likewise be very good. And hopefully we can get back together very quickly in terms of uh, reestablishing uh, with China. That's on track to something happen fairly quickly because they've made a lot of progress over the last uh, three or four weeks. And uh, certainly with Europe, we think we can go hopefully very quickly. They have some hot spots that are really bad, but uh, they'll get them better. Germany, I guess, has some problems now. Uh, France has some problems, some pretty big problems. And Italy, of course, is uh, probably record setting in terms of what they've gone through. Italy's having a very hard time. Uh, but we think we'll reestablish very quickly once this ends and it's just a question of time and I think it'll go pretty quickly uh, stay away from uh, people and wash your hands and do all of the things that we're supposed to be doing a little bit anyway but it'll be uh, it'll go very quickly I know that uh, we we're just talking that uh, Ireland's closed their schools and 
maybe I'd uh, ask the Prime Minister to say a little bit about what you're doing in Ireland having to do with what we're going through. Well, first of all, thank you, Mr. President, for having us again here today and then going up to St. Patrick's Day. Um, just another opportunity, I think, to show how close Ireland and America are and how good our relationship is politically and economically yeah. and everything else. And St. Patrick's Day has become, I think, a symbol of how close uh, Ireland and America are and how we're going to continue to stay close uh, into the future. Um, the big concern in Ireland and Europe at the moment, as you know, is COVID-19. Uh, and we've acted uh, just as you've acted decisively in the last couple of days. So uh, we have restrictions on travel, for example, at Italy for a few days already. But uh, as of tomorrow, uh, our schools will close, our creches will close. Um, we're banning all indoor gatherings of uh, more than 100 people and outdoor gatherings of more than 500. And this is all based on the right. public health advice right, from, sure. from our CDC that we need to do this for a couple of weeks uh, to make sure the virus doesn't spread. And we're particularly trying to protect older people and people with chronic diseases. So we've had about 30 or 40 cases so far, one death. But we have a real concern that that could rise. Uh, and that's why we're taking the action that we're taking. Remember, they have 30 or 40 cases for their 1 million people. We have, you know, about double that, and we have 300, 400 million people. I'm just going to show the difference between how the decisive action of our president, what he's done, has kept it at bay. Um, but as you know, it's, it's a virus that's gone pandemic. Um, it's all over the world, knows no borders, knows no uh, nationalities, and I think we all need to work together in the world on this. And America in particular, you're the richest country in the world, you've got great scientists, great companies, great universities, and we need them working on treatments, working on tests, and working on a vaccine. Oh, I just wanted to say, I don't know how many of you know, but the Cleveland Clinic actually yesterday... Um, solved so you know obviously president trump the first thing he did was nine days ago he provided everything they knew about the vaccine to hospitals so i've been like yip yapping with my little groups of uh you know biochemists and um virologists and it turns out the cleveland clinic actually um created a test where they can actually test for covid19 and get results within eight hours because right now it's between um 48 and 72 hours to get a result so i just thought i'd mention that in case you guys didn't know that broke last night um and that's pretty interesting that's 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 what will get us on top of this. Right, and we're making great progress there, I will say. And I was with the Vice President this morning, who right. I know is heading up the task force for right. you, and uh, he gave me a lot of confidence that you're, you're getting on top of this and you're investing in this. Right. Mr. President, could you confirm if Ireland will be excluded from your travel ban, that your, your European travel ban you announced last night? Well, they know, and I think it was very, made very clear last night who is and who isn't. Uh, and... Uh, We'll be discussing that. We'll be discussing some of the moves that we're going to be making. And uh, I think it's going to work out very well for everybody. But you know, it's a world problem. And uh, you do need separation in some cases. You have some areas that are very heavily infected. And you have some areas that aren't, frankly. But uh, we do need separation for a little period of time in some cases. Just saying that, that, that the, president, the, president, the president has excluded Ireland from the travel ban. Uh, and one of the things we have in Ireland is CBP, American Border Security in Ireland. Went through it myself yesterday and they were asking the right questions, whether people had been to China, things like that. So um, that puts us in a slightly different position. And one of the reasons uh, UK basically has been, uh, it's got the border, it's got very strong borders. And uh, they're, they're doing a very good job. They don't have 
very much infection at this point, and hopefully they'll keep it that way. Mr. President, um, there are many European leaders who are upset that they weren't consulted about the travel ban. Can you explain your rationale for not consulting with them first before announcing it last night? Well, uh, we get along very well with the European leaders, but we had to make a decision, and I didn't want to take time. And, you know, it takes a long time to make the individual calls, and uh, we are calling, and we have spoken to some of them prior to, uh, some of the majors prior to. But we had to move quickly. I mean, when they raise taxes on us, they don't consult us. And I think that's probably uh, one and the same. They've uh, done things. Uh, the European Union, as you know, has done uh, some very big tax raises over the years. Not so much with me, because I won't put up with it. Uh, but uh, they haven't uh, consulted us. And uh, in the case of uh, European Union, I've consulted with many people. Do you have any idea what the overall economic impact of these travel Well, it'll be a big impact, but it's a bigger impact, and it's also a human impact, which is more important, frankly, than the financial. Uh, when you lose thousands of additional lives, as an example, if I didn't close uh, very, very early, uh, you know, we closed very early with China, and I took a lot of heat, including from you people, a lot of heat. They called me everything from a racist to everything else. It was terrible. And uh, the same people uh, then they say, oh, he closed too fast. Why did he close? Most of them said, why did he close with China? That turned out to be a great move. What we did with Europe is uh, this was the time. And China, a lot of it came from uh, when you when you think of what happened to Europe, because it was very fast and very furious. And what happened is a lot of people went from China into Europe and Europe suffered tremendously. You know, you see what's going on. And so I just wanted that to stop as it pertains to the United States. And that's what we've done. We've stopped. Oh, the nostalgia of that sound, my outro from the radio station that fired me because my friend was arrested. I hope that they go broke real quick. Well, I shouldn't say that because God's going to take care of them. I think he already has. But let's continue. Don't advertise things people tell me to. And none of these people are paying me to run their advertisements. It's just that I believe in it. And any of you that are my listeners that have a product I believe in, I'd be more than happy to advertise it as well. Um, and I'm not going to, you know, I always put these up here. I have a lot of people that are running for Congress in different states that I'm Oh, and that mention, I just wanted to say, is that Red State Talk Radio made a shit ton of money selling pillows during my time slot. I didn't see a penny of it. Just putting that out there for those that need to hear it. Kind of following, but I wouldn't put like my rubber stamp on. Speaking of rubber stamps, <laughs> let's let's move it along. We need to watch, um, first of all, uh, Pelosi. Congress, man, they were busy yesterday, right? They were busier than they have been for the past almost two years. Um, she's going to be talking. Uh, she talked about an hour ago uh, in regards to all these things, and she wants to talk about it when Pelosi's got fires to put out in her own backyard. 
Gavin Newsom is scared because there's a new epidemic creeping up that no one is talking about. Um, and it has to do with some rodent-like creatures called Nutria. And, you know, a lot of people um, think that certain viruses are to specific species, of course, um, like the African furred rat. Uh, but the Nutria is a rodent that... Oh, did I say rodent? Did I actually tell you about the laboratory in California with the mice that were infected and then unleashed on the population in California that are breeding like rats everywhere? You don't say. You don't say. What is it? 2023. Shit. What the fuck? August 7th. Last year, talked about disease X right on time. Don't you wish you had my quantum computing algos? Again, just flexing because I'm feeling real salty today has been completely causing a disruption in California because they're invasive, like to the natural habitat. But it seems that someone may have brought an African softford rat and that the mastomas natanlesis, um, you know, uh, has probably been crossed, mated, something with this nutria because there's something creeping and I don't think people are talking about it. And um, this is this is um, pretty scary um, because I'm hearing about it on back channels as if this stuff is buried. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that the administration knows about this. But this is, you know, this is what happens when you have people pooping in the street. This is what happens when you, uh, you know, have needles and garbage everywhere. You know, you get rodents and rodents carry diseases. The nutria is known to carry TB um, and many other viruses. Is, um, is deadly. So um, before before we get into that, I really want to listen to Nancy Pelosi so you can see what she had to say today in response uh, to all of this. Uh, the day job uh, always goes on. And uh, today we're having continuing our conversations with the administration on legislation that puts families first. We're proud of the work that the Congress did last week with an $8.3 billion uh, legislation to the needs of, of social and health services organizations, state and local government, uh, testing, all the rest of that. Testing, testing, testing. So very, very important so that we can have an idea uh, of the uh, size of the challenge also that we, first and foremost, that we can meet, meet the needs of those test positive. Today we'll bring to the floor our family's first legislation, uh, which is what we talked about as soon as we finished the appropriations bill. Listening to our constituents and healthcare professionals, listening to governors, mayors, etc., put the family's first uh, legislation together. Uh, it has a free coronavirus testing, uh, by and large, for almost everyone in the country. We're having some discussion about that with the administration and maybe some people they want to pay, but by and large, free corona uh, testing so that free corona testing. Let's take a quick break because I'm, I'm doing more extended shows because next week I'll be traveling. So I am requesting that my archivist, if possible, um, just uh, split these into like one and a half hour episodes, please. Now, 
I want to take a short break. And then we'll revisit March 12th. We'll revisit October and all 2020. But can I be salty just for a bit? And this is to all the lurkers, you know, and we're not talking the media because I've already seen the left drumming up their uh, discussions about Tory says. And the problem is the, the left isn't going to bite. The right is a little bit stupider. Sorry, conservatives are idiots. <laughs> they follow people no matter how much they're, they're like Pied Pipers walking them off the cliff. I just have to say, I'm the bitch that will remind you that I don't have to bury you. You're doing it yourself. The more you withhold valid and accurate information from the people, the more your karma collects. And for those of you that were participating in J6, oh boy, oh boy. And I'm going to do a compare and contrast too. And one thing that I want to focus on is a project this winter is to take all the narratives that we've archived from COVID, from all your lovely influencers. You know, Jack Posobiec, everybody loves him. But nobody tells you how he's a PAO and he's a thirsty little bitch begging people for a job, inching his way in. But President Trump's retweets him. <laughs> I retweet. I retruth. I repost shit from people that are not worthy of it. But since they put information that is valid, I must show that. So I'll tell you this. Every motherfucker that has come toward the light to blow it out gets burned and watch you burn. Because, you know, the difference between those that do it for love of country and those that do it for love of adoration and elevation is, uh, you know, completely different. See, yesterday there was this uh, account on uh, Twitter, was it Punisher 1776, I think. That's, and they were like, holy crap, I'm just realizing this is an op. They're getting it now. They're seeing it. The people are just stymieing the truth and talking shit on purpose, you know? And he was baffled. And so I retweeted that. And I was like, hey, welcome to the club, dude. Glad you're here. Pull up a chair. It's not like I'm going to help him. But I wanted him to know, hey, you're not alone. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of people. It's almost like, oh, my, who's that discussion I had with? I'm trying to remember. Someone told me that they met up and they saw that they were more. Shoot. Maybe I'll remember after our musical break. But having said that, having said that, for all you little bitches out there that think by silencing the truth or pretending you're breaking a story, or saying, oh, she she promotes people and then flips on them. I don't promote anybody. I don't even promote myself. I don't pay for ads, right? I don't. I don't. Actually, my listener base are my ads. Global fucking Lee, right? Not on some red pill corner, right? Global fucking Lee. I'm going to tell you this. I've made a list and I've checked it twice. And J6 is not going to be nice. The J6 docu is not going to be nice. And, 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 and you know what? I am the bitch. You wish you were me. You wish you had the balls to tell the truth. You wish you had the balls to just tweet truth and post away to your little heart's content 
knowing that people understand and can hear truth. And I'm telling you now, I mean, it's a, the off-ramps are done. You're all going down one by one. Keep at it. It's going to be a lot harder for you. Because when the light's shining in the right place, you know what? It's kind of like when you catch your first fish. Ever caught a fish and you pick it up and you hold it and you pose and you're like, look, I got a fishy. I'm a Pisces. And this is the era of the fish. It was. We're getting into the water bearer era now. But it's going to be super awesome to watch all the fish in our hands begging to be tossed back with catch and release. And I'm telling you that right now. Because you know what I loved? The GBN clip. And I'm going to play it later. How all of them came out. Oh, this is information. All the experts did. It's important to understand. Those that are in it for themselves will always fail. Because the key, the key statement, the underlying tone of everlasting life in all religious texts is service to others. And by serving your country, you are serving others. And if you're serving yourself, <laughs> you come after me, I'm coming after you. A lot of people have been saying that lately. And a lot of people have been coming out to the surface that, oh, a lot of them. <sighs> you know, for those of you that are exhausted, Take courage, focus, and turn them all off. If you need not listen to anyone, just listen to your president. I'm the type of fisherman. When I catch you, I eat you. I don't do the catch and release. And it takes a lot for me to fish. It takes a lot. I actually went fishing this weekend. Well, I didn't go fishing. I fished. And my hook got it right between the eyes. But I released it because it was still in its infancy stages. The best fish is the one that's fat. That way it has the best smell when you cook it. Right? They smell better. If you catch my drift. Now, let's get into some foreign music during this interlude. As we snap back to see how these DNA harvesting parties that I was telling you about in 2020 were fact. And how this uh, vaping thing is just the beginning. And how disease X, oh, just ironically, you know, because I've been talking about it for three years, but all your experts haven't. Because, <laughs> you know, whatever drives the coin, right? Whatever drives the coin is what we say, right? If it doesn't make you money, you ain't going to talk about it. Isn't that right? And you're not going to share information from someone else because then they'll go there and not to you. But here's the secret. There's plenty of it to go around when you say the truth. Look at President Trump. How awesome is it to see something that's right under your nose that you don't realize, which is, you know, the masks were only about training AI. In Asia, they could use the whole smog. 
because it kind of helps with smog. But it was to make sure that they can find those that um, are hiding their faces. We saw that when Taiwan was having all those protests and whatnot, and they were using umbrellas to block, you know, textbook shit of stuff that we've been observing forever in secret chats. And you know what's funny? Like I said, God is the only retribution you need. Because you can sit and you can scream. You can yell at the top of your lungs, bitches, this is the truth. But you know, when you run out of federal sources that have now been captured, you have to circle back to the truth. I am a salty bitch today. See, everyone now is using the videos, right? And claiming, oh, look, they had a plan. Oh, my God. Look, look, look. They were talking about it, but they bury it down there. Don't tag the person. Just share the video, you know? Just uh, rip it and share it, right? This, for change, this is bullshit. This is outdated. But they need to catch up to the narrative to look that they're doing the part because they did their best. But for those of us that had our lives maimed by Roger Stone and his cronies for putting it out, why? Because they use the same playbook for day six. Oh, shit. And the thing is, it was all intertwined. Everyone, oh, oh, we're in action. Look at what we're doing. Dude, this is so outdated. And it's such a hole. And I'm pissed as fuck. Do I want to, uh, do I want an apology? No. I'd rather them just stop posting. Because the more you post to make up for your alleged mistakes, when I know they weren't alleged mistakes, the more you enrage me. And I will make sure to have you as a cameo. Because I'm, uh, and I won't do it. Someone else will do it. I'm salty as shit. Mine won't be nice. Mine is not very nice. And, you know, I gave advice to that Punisher guy. Hey, don't go after them because, you know, God will do it for you. Sometimes, guys, I struggle with that shit like nobody's business nobody's business because we didn't have to be here right now if they weren't so into their own asses thinking that they know what they're talking about acting as if oh well i have sources you don't have shit your sources are reactive sources your information is being fed to you has anyone ever looked at the old clue videos that millie weaver had done yeah i gave her all of that oh gchq space force you know everything because she was a reporter that actually had sources. But, you know, the sources that she had didn't play nice with their funders or friends or whoever the media tells you you should listen to. And this should serve as a lesson to all out there listening right now. The truth is never going to come in a white coat or donning rags and being stoic to, you know, kind of, oh, look, I'm so kind and I'm so elegant and I'm such a good person. And look at me. I serve like this and like that. <laughs> Pretty sure that's not how it works. Because you never get the truth from the people that are kind and honest and clean. You get the truth from the people that have been marred by the dust in the fucking arena. The ones that have gotten dirty and have been able to wash it off. The ones that have repented. Now, Millie, great reporter. 
reporter. But still, till today, we're in those chats. I already told you, you know, you know, I see these posts where they're like, the FBI has labeled the Catholics as terrorists. Actually, actually, where did I tell you the next summer of love is coming from? The churches. So there's merit to what they are saying. I mean, don't you see the Catholics telling you the rosary march? That you must forfeit your rights to make sure that other Americans don't have their rights and just give it to the people that are selected? Are you not paying attention? Do you still think that your whole FBI is against you? Get the fuck out of here. Do you think that this isn't going to be rectified? Get the fuck out of here. This is salty Tory. Super salty Tory. Right? Super. Do you really think that there aren't people that have been doing this for a while? I mean, I've been archiving shit for a very long time. And you know what? Um, just to continue on my saltiness before we get back to the, the, the whole COVID thing and how <gasps> disease X, right? Let's get to that. We talked about the rats already, right? From the COVID lab there. Right, right, right. Wait, because that's going to be unleashed in California very soon. I mean, that's how we have to start this bleeding from the eyes shit and lock down people. And they've already rejected visas from people in the US and you need visas to go outside the US, you know, all that stuff. But I want to be just a little bit more saltier. And I don't know how to phrase the saltiness. I got to think, hmm, how can I be super nice and salty? You know what? Let me think on that. Because I want to make sure that my salt gets rubbed real hard into the wound that you will be having very soon. Didn't President Trump already talk to them yesterday about this? So why is she talking today saying, oh, we're talking with them? And no, he already spoke to them. He already dealt with that when he distributed all the footprints of the coronavirus, asking for people to speed up the process on testing. So there is no, oh, we have coronavirus. Oh, guess what? No, we didn't. Okay, let's fast forward through that. We're doing all this. She didn't do anything. Oh, wait a minute. Did she just, um, does she look sick to you? Because she just uh, used a tissue on her nose. In your opening statement, it sounded like you're open still to changing this bill or at least tweaking it for some of the Republican yeah. White House concerns. Will you guys vote this afternoon? Are you planning to release your members to go home? Or will you keep Congress in session until there's a pres uh, bill on the president's desk? Well, we have a, whether we go home or not, does she have coronavirus? Here in Washington, D.C. So uh, I do think that uh, some of the suggestions, what happened if we quit because we knew that we would be in this situation. We passed the bill last week, immediately we knew we had to do more, and we had to get on the paper, and we, when we had it, then we shared it with the Republicans. They made some uh, changes to it. We were negotiating uh, with them. Secretary Mnuchin, he had some suggestions, all very reasonable. I think that none of them is a, a, a prevent us from moving forward with the bill. We just have to, though, in the world that we live in, have language so that we can go to the rules bill and go to the floor. Uh, I don't think we'll wait until there's a signed bill. We, we will do our work, as I said, sensitive to changes that have been suggested. 
Um, I don't think they're unreasonable. I, I, they're options that we considered in our own um, caucus, some of them. And we went one route, they went the other route that time. But uh, we will have done our work, and we would hope that that would be an incentive for the Senate to move quickly because Senator McConnell, Leader McConnell, asked me to work with Secretary Mnuchin. We are. He had his concerns. We're addressing them. I don't hope they don't move the Yes, good morning. So to be clear, so you think you can work this bill out today and pass that with potential changes. Mm -hmm. And then the idea is that the House might go away well, with, the, with, with the caveat. Time. I'm not saying anything. We, we are here to pass the bill. When we pass the bill, we'll make a judgment about what comes next. Uh, and we'll see the manner in which the bill is passed. So I'm not giving you what are those other things that we're Legislatively, what are those other things that you see? Obviously, these are things you can do immediately, but what are those broader things that you might see doing in a couple of weeks? Let us get a bill passed first, and then we'll see what they're going to do. Because the fact is, it's like the House is on fire. People are concerned about the, of course, their health and the health of their children. Uh, She's sick. Losing their jobs because nobody's coming to the restaurant or whatever it is. And then uh, we have to be there with some help for them. And if the children can't go to school with the school clothes, they, how, how do they afford uh, child care? Well, this legislation affords them the opportunity to stay home on uh, somewhat of a paid leave for a while. So again, this is, we're addressing the realities of life, of family life in America, putting families first. We're not planning. Yeah, President Trump did that, not them. And I like to get it done and uh, gain credit for it. That's really sad. Let's skip over. Uh, for our staff who do much of that and our members who participate in that, everybody is not universally at the same, excellent at the same place in terms of technology. Want to make sure they're all the, the personal best when that, when that sets in. So it's about, I hope that much of what we're doing is redundant and that we don't have to engage in some of this. But if we do, uh, we want to be prepared. I want to present uh, the spread so if people have to stay home, they have to stay home. But we also don't want people to panic. So that's why we based any decisions about the capital, this or that, on what is recommended by the capital position and the sergeant arms and the Oh, wow. People are coughing in the audience. Uh, fake stream media. Nancy looks sick. Master at Arms came out this morning saying, well, you know, you shouldn't have people here. I think this is like, this should close down. And it's like, please close down the Senate. Please send them all home and let the sunset clause sunset. Because this time, it's not extending it for 90 days like they've been doing. It's extending it, get this, through the transition period of the Trump administration up until 2023. What? So that's pretty interesting. But before we get into these, let's look at um, uh, Doug Collins. He's actually in self-quarantine. Uh, he uh, spoke to Fox, um, who reported that Tom and Rita Wilson tested positive for COVID-19. So did... Um, Heidi Klum, so did um, 
uh, what was it? One, two, three, four cardinals, the Pope. Um, I'm trying to think. What was the, what were those actors' name in France? Macron's wife is sick, um, and that's just coming out. Not verified. Thought I'd throw it out um, because that's on Chatter. Uh, it's gonna be. It's a, it's a very highly specific uh, infection you got here. Take a listen. Capitol Hill. Georgia Congressman Doug Collins is one of several Republicans who have decided to self-quarantine after coming into contact with an affected person at CPAC. Joining us now live from his home is our headliner this morning, ranking member of the House Judiciary Committee and Senate uh, candidate Doug Collins. I appreciate your time this morning. appreciate you Skyping in, considering you are staying in. Uh, why did you decide to do that? We did so out of abundance because it's good to see you, though. Yes, and we, because we came in contact, it's been two weeks ago today. today. Came in contact, came in contact, came in contact. Wait, let's see what kind of contact. Let's go to October 2nd, 2020. I told you what kind of contact. Let's go. This is going to be fun. Since the early 1900s. So this isn't something that's new. Here's the connection between inhaling oils and having and it having an emotional impact on you. The nerve in the brain that holds your sense of smell is called the olfactory nerve. The endpoint of this nerve is your nose and it runs to the back of your nose to your brain. The part of your brain that connects to it is the temporal lobe. Well, it just so happens that the temporal lobe has the hippocampus and the amygdala. The hippocampus plays a role in memory of past experiences. The amygdala is the emotional center of your brain. Why would something you smell affect your brain? Because the essential oils contain volatile organic compounds that exert a pharmacological effect when they penetrate the body either through your skin or through your olfactory nerve. Volatile just means that the oil can vaporize and become a gas. So the oil of these plants are made up of molecules that can be absorbed through the skin in oil form or through your nose as a gas. By inhaling these molecules, you send them directly to the emotional part of the brain. This is why inhaling gases and fumes is a big deal. There's a direct pathway from your nose to your brain. Now, not everything you inhale has molecules that have a pharmacological effect on you. I wanted you guys to hear that again, what she said, because I've said this many times and this was important. Okay. So I want you to listen. Direct pathway from your nose to your brain. This is why inhaling gases in oil form or through your nose as a gas. By inhaling these molecules, you send them directly to the emotional part of the brain. This is why inhaling gases and fumes is a big deal. There's a direct pathway from your nose to your brain. Now, not everything you inhale has molecules that have a pharmacological effect on you. So I don't want you to get worried about everything you smell, but inhaling things is a faster route to affecting your brain eating something. Because when you eat it, it has to be digested to then get into your bloodstream. And your bloodstream is like the highway to take things to your organs. But a gas can be absorbed directly by the nerve and have a straight shot to the brain, bypassing the blood highway. It's like being beamed aboard, if you're a Star Trek fan. Certain oils are known to be more activating versus sedating or relaxing. And here are a few, but I'll have a longer list in the description. Some popular essential oils that 
are used to promote relaxation are lavender, sandalwood, clary sage. So now that you revisit this three years later, almost three years later, what was I telling you? Because I'm going to get into more detail of it, of course. All of you try essential oils. All of you are like, I need my essential oils in my bath so that I can relax. I'm going to use essential oils so I can open up my airways. And then you get struck with an alleged virus that disables your ability to taste and smell. And then you think it's because you came in contact with someone or ate something, right? You ate something and you came in contact with it that went directly to your brain through your own factory. No, motherfucker. You inhaled it. It's called chemical distribution via aerosolized means. Don't, don't, don't. Huh. We're going to fumigate him out of the White House. Dun, dun, dun. Let's listen to some more. Maybe then you'll understand exactly what's coming. And ruining chamomile. A study from Wesleyan University in 2005 showed that the study subjects who were exposed to lavender experienced an increase in slow wave or deep sleep. I think that's pretty cool. How can you use aromatherapy to relax? Aside from using a diffuser, you can put a few drops of the oil on a cotton ball and sniff it, or you could put it under your pillow if you're trying to go to sleep. If you're wanting to use it for a massage, I wouldn't recommend putting the oil directly on your skin, as some people are sensitive to it. Even if you can't get your oil to then put a question if you have. Uh, and why I'm telling you this. Now I'm going to share my Twitter feed so you can see why. So I have said before many, many times, you know, that's uh, sticking that up your nose. You know, uh, we do have soft spots. You know how babies, when you touch the top of their head, they're soft bone. We have soft bones in the back of our uh, rhinus. In those cavities, they're actually quite, um, quite soft. So I'm going to take you to a tweet that I retweeted. People who have had extensive sinus or skull-based surgery should consider requesting an oral, oral, remember that, coronavirus test if available. Warns a doctor after a test cause a woman to have brain fluid leak. So I did mention Thornwald cysts. Um, now, I, I actually have a Thornwald cyst. A lot of people do. Those are supposedly extensions. Uh, they say that they're congenital. They're thing that some people can create, have them created later, uh, and they're actually associated with the pineal gland um, over extension, shall I say? I, 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 I don't want to say much on it yet. That's not important. That should be a conversation we have uh, late 2021. So I wanted to show that uh, tweet. Oops, wrong feed. Gosh darn it, I got out. This is me clicking. Because I wanted to go to this tweet. Uh, this tweet was, what? What tweet? Ah, someone, who is it? They removed it. Why? Hmm, that's interesting. That is really interesting. China removed their tweet. I hope someone got a screenshot of it. Uh, really do hope. So, very good. Aerosolized SARS-2 COVID. So in, uh, on September 28th, I tweeted out 
this. The more you know, now it's time to show who's making money, what countries are involved, and why rounding them up is taking so long. So there was a contract that uh, DHS funded in on September 25th, 2020, defense analysis of countermeasures, uh, and it's basically the virulence of aerosolized SARS-CoV-2 virus. What does that mean? Exactly what it's saying. Can you put it in a can like hairspray or, I don't know, air freshener or spray it on things or maybe in the air or, or, or. There's an actual contract for that. And that was actually done on the 25th of September, 2020. Why would the Department of Homeland Security be investigating aerosolized Rona? Think. Damn you, Cleveland Clinic. Think. So steps ahead, tons of steps ahead. And this is why I only tweeted it and said other things about it on the 28th to let you know and put a marker so that you know, we know, they know, they didn't know, we know, kind of did, maybe, but <laughs> this is an infodemic. Now, taking that into consideration, uh, I want you to see how the Democrats have been blocking coronavirus and what they've been doing. Ah, oh, the the help or uh, whatever it is. It, I thought it was being released in the air. Guys, we already knew. Again, if I know, obviously the administration knows. Uh, here we are now, one month into our majority uh, with the, uh, what are we calling it now? U.S., Mexico, Canada. I don't know if it has an acronym. Today, I'm asking our chairman to proceed with articles of impeachment. Last night, the United States conducted a military operation designed to kill Major General Qasim Soleimani, a notorious terrorist. No one should shed a tear over his death. So Chuck Schumer and I, and this all happened on the Senate side, and I congratulate the Senate Democrats. Uh, they went to the floor when Mitch McConnell went in for his 250, and they said they objected. If you get two thirds of you want what you want out of the gate, why would you change the rules and change the goalposts? They said chokehold was the litmus test, but we had already put it in our bill, so they changed the goalposts. I object. Getting very sick, right? We all need help, right? So then, how is it? How is it that they get away with it? Now, for those of you that have to get uh, the Rona test, you can ask for a, for a non-swab, just like it was stated on that tweet. You can do that. You can request, uh, instead of an oral one, you can ask, um, instead of a swab, you can ask for an oral coronavirus test, if available. Well, so basically, I was trying to tell you all, well... We already know what I was trying to tell you all. Allow me to show you. You know, while everyone was panicking and didn't know what was going on, they were looking to their Fed sources to tell you. Here is me telling you exactly what they were doing.
DNA harvesting parties, 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 direct application to your rhinus, DNA harvesting parties, DNA harvesting parties, DNA harvesting parties. Shall I keep going? See? Truth has a way of finding itself. It's almost like what my granddad told me. Hey, don't stay in the water too long. Because if you take a shit, it's going to float to the surface at some point. He was right. Now, let's give a little nod to Maria Bartiromo, who I seldomly nod to, for bringing up something that was important. And she brought it up. And it was important. Kind of like how I brought up Disease X a long time ago. So did she. She just mentioned it, but she did talk about it. So let's give that nod. Even though her face looks a little bit weird here on the pause, let's go. Public health, the World Health Organization adding a, a yet uh, to adding uh, to exist illness called Disease X to its annual list of public health concerns. That list includes Ebola, uh, Zika, and SARS. Joining us now, Dr. Mikhail Varshavsky, otherwise known as Dr. Mike. Dr. Mike, uh, good to see you. Good to see you. What could cause this kind of epidemic? Well, the interesting part is that they're listing a disease that we don't yet know what the title of the disease is. We don't even know what the disease could be. But it's important that we stay proactive and prepared for a situation like this. We're living in closer proximity than we ever have before. We're living not only in closer proximity to one another, but also to livestock. And livestock's living in closer proximity. And that sets the stage for a very serious illness that could occur, whether it's viral, bacterial. We don't know what that is, but we need to have a fire drill of sorts. This is not fear-mongering, this is preparation. Very smart by the WHO. Is over-prescription of antibiotics part of the problem here? Yes. So resistance to uh, bacterial infections from over-prescription is one of the things that they did mention in this article. Bioterrorism is even one of the things that they're considering. And that's frankly what scares me, yeah. because you don't know who's responsible when we do have a bioterrorism attack. When you have a, a missile launch at another country, it's very clear where the missile came from. When you have a bioterrorism attack, we don't know where it came from. We might not have the cure for that medication right away and it can cause serious serious debilitation to a country mm. so are we through the flu season the flu season is definitely on the decline which is very positive because we have just about a hundred pediatric deaths and that's very scary for yes. our country thankfully the flu is finally on the decline when, when do we get a serum that is in front of the flu versus always chasing it you know because viruses um, basically are able to adapt to whatever we come up from a preventive aspect, it's very difficult to not only predict what the virus will look like and how to battle. Oh, wait, shoot. I cut off the most important part. Let's go again. Oh, shoot, where is it? Oh, darn it. Oh, shoot. Tori, what did you do? Give me a second. I'll find it. No, 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 no. Where is he? Where is he? Oh, no. Where did I put him? Oh, shoot. Give me a second. I will find him. Gosh, darn it. Gosh darn it. He said something very important. Viruses are very smart. They hijack our own mechanisms, he said. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Where is it? Damn it. You had to hear that, and I turned it off accidentally. I'm sorry. Let me find it again. What the heck is going on? How did this just disappear? The heck? What is going on here? This is, like, not okay, you guys. It's like... You know, I just want to say something while I'm looking for this and in utter disbelief that this just occurred. Um, I wanted to make mention to all those that cause, you know, I'm, I'm just 
fucking salty. Where someone's like, you know, you don't deserve my dollar because you're not online all the time. I'm a one-woman band, as you can see right now. I'm searching for that, that video that I just lost. And while I'm not online, I, uh, you know, kind of file lawsuits, do a lot of research, file even more lawsuits, pay for other people's lawsuits, not mine, and that stays secret, you know, testify while your stupid ass tells me that I don't deserve the dollar. And you don't have to give it to me. I don't want your fucking dollar. Again, I know I'm just being hijacked, but I still say it because I get upset. I still have that human thing. Damn it. Where is it? I just had it. Like, where did it go? It's, did it just like disappear off YouTube? It, no way. Nuh-uh. Nuh-uh. Guys, I'm dead serious. That thing just disappeared from YouTube. Um, damn it. Damn it. Damn it. What the heck? How is this even possible, you guys? I just had it. And the last thing he said, and I'm just going to say it, and you could either take my word for it or not, is viruses are very smart. They learn how to hijack your own mechanisms to make the proteins they need. Damn it. Where is it? If I find it, I'll put it on my Telegram channel. I'm pissed now. Oh, well, that's what live does. FYI. You know, when you're a one-woman freaking band doing this. Yeah. I can't listen to her. It's so cringy. She swaps the videos. Well, I don't have sponsors or gold companies owned by generals that fund me. Right, Mr. Clark? But anyway, I digress. I digress because soon that will be out so you can see who's exactly funding your little mouthpieces. But let's go to this video on disease X. That scientists have warned about and how is Singapore preparing for it? Is it the next big threat to public health? From SARS to H1N1 and now COVID-19, Prime Minister Lee Sen Lung said Singapore can apply lessons it's learned in managing the coronavirus to prepare for disease X. Scientists talk about disease X being overdue. Disease X, a new disease unknown that is high infectious, deadly and mutates easily. So when COVID-19 appeared, people asked whether this was disease X. COVID-19 has been a disaster for the world, but it is not disease X. It is by far not the worst new disease that can befall mankind. But it is only a matter of time before disease X happens. So we had better learn from COVID-19 how to deal with a pandemic and be as ready as we can should a worse one, when a worse one befalls us. We should build up our resilience, our instincts, our preparations, so that when disease X comes one day, we will be prepared. We're now joined by senior infectious diseases expert at the National University Hospital, Professor Dale Fish, to discuss this further. Welcome, Professor, to the show. Prof, as PMD noted in his speech in Parliament yesterday, 
All right. And just to end today, because I've given you three hours, um, just so you know where I'm going to go with this very soon. Um, why does it keep coming off? I mean, I don't understand. It's almost as if, um, gosh darn it. Why is it constantly doing this? Where is it? Archive. Archive that page, please. It's like it doesn't want to. I'm just archiving a page quickly because, you know, it's been late on the archive. See, funding is key for all of these things. And um, a lot of people that we believe are our friends and support us uh, are actually intertwined. John Brennan has his fingers in everything, but if John Brennan has his fingers in everything, so does Obama. And you'll be very surprised how many nice generals participate in these things. You know, like there's this guy who no longer looks like he's a director of this gold company, Equinox Gold. You should see who they own, right? So you could see how people are funded. These are their board members. Oh, and by the way, um, John Brennan's linked to this Equinox Gold company too. You have to be very careful, you know, these telehealth companies and these gold companies that are being pushed by people you love. Look at General Wesley Clark. Well, obviously he hails from Arkansas. Obviously he helped the Clintons kill innocent people in dry run the whole Muslims are victims and we're attacking them so they killed Muslims but I'm going to draw your attention to something else because Mr. Clark is quite interesting and so is John Brennan with his bio in tech and other companies that he's part of um this is where it gets funny but he's no longer director on the site he's now a special advisor but he was a director just a couple months ago but you know this whole gold thing's coming out so it's a big problem for them but I digress let's focus on I can't even be salty because I'm so sad. Really, I can't. I want to be salty, but I have to remember that it's people that are dying. Leprosy. I've talked about this before, right? Leprosy. And this is how you know they have their fingers and everything. Where are we seeing the outbreaks of leprosy? In Florida, right? And I talk about leprosy before with armadillos and stuff like that. So Texans beware. But leprosy. Do you guys remember when they wanted to destroy Yugoslavia, what they did? Do you guys remember? Right? Do you guys remember what they did? Remember how Milosevic was trying to maintain a Yugoslavia? This is, this is how they villainize people. Almost like the, it's in the same way they took Hitler and created him into a monster. Because he didn't begin in a, as a monster. Nobody wakes up and says, oh, I just want to slaughter a bunch of people and shit. Well, if you actually remember the war where it was like part, and I told you that Milosevic later found out he got fucked, right? Remember how he died and they said he was poisoned and stuff? Well, I'll tell you what, he was infected with leprosy and he was taking medications for leprosy. And you know who cultivated leprosy to be aerosolized, which is a bacterial infection, by the way, not a viral infection. That should terrify you. And it was the only disease that could transfer from an animal to a human through armadillos naturally. Leprosy. I did a whole paper on that during my anthropology unit, talking about the pitting in the bones, and I have a whole paper on that that I did. And so leprosy is how they took out Milosevic, if you actually look into it. And now we have a leprosy outbreak in Florida.
which is bacterial that can be remedied with medications. But when it's a bioengineered weapon, that's completely different because why didn't Milosevic survive leprosy? Probably because the medications he was taking were also part of the treatment to eliminate him. Now, you will say he's a war criminal. Totally is, according to history. <laughs> totally is. And may God forgive those that actually did drive that. Leprosy. <laughs> well, everyone, and what did we have in the past? Leper colonies. That's how they identify the people that they need to separate. Leprosy. And we have hurricane season coming. Boy, God. God, 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 God. It is really important that we pay attention to what's coming. You want a storm? You're going to get the perfect one. And right now, I've been saying this, and I feel like a damn broken record. You need to be paying attention and be careful who you follow. I don't give a shit how nice it sounds. The devil will whisper sweet nothings in your ears to ensure that you obey. I'm going to show you one of the heads of the bio and tech firms in Ukraine, you know, that were funded by Barack Hussein Obama, but we all want to say it's Hunter Biden because he helped do the business. I want to see how you feel about this Ukrainian talking to you about the who. H.O. My name is Nika Alexander, and today we wanted to do a short video to help explain something called Disease X, which we're hearing a lot about. I have with me our expert, Dr. Bernadette Murieu. Thank you for being with us. Thank you to you, too. So first question off the top, is there a disease out there right now called Disease X? No, there is no disease called Disease X. So people have been hearing about Disease X, however, because WHO issued a list of certain diseases. What is that list? The list is um, a way to prioritize our efforts. I mean, WHO and all the partners working with WHO on certain diseases that have the potential to give rise to a severe epidemic and for which we don't have enough or not, no medical countermeasure, meaning no drugs, no vaccine. So it's really to this effort on this specific group of disease. Just mention that it is not an exhaustive list of disease. There are other diseases that can give rise to huge epidemics, but this one is only focusing on disease for which we have not enough drug and vaccine. So it's a list asking that, that donors, that researchers, uh, that scientists focus on these particular diseases that we're concerned about. Absolutely. So these are diseases that exist, except for at the end of the list, we wrote disease X. What was the idea of putting this disease that you said does not exist at the end of the, our list? So disease X is a concept. Let's say it's a placeholder to be sure that if we have a new disease, completely new disease, or a disease we know but not enough and suddenly emerge and is more severe or spreading everywhere, we will have a space to put the disease and to know that we need to put efforts on in terms of research to get drugs and vaccine, let's say. So in a way it's a reminder to remember the unknown. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Dr. Mio. Thank you to you. If you are interested in learning more about disease X or the rest of this list of priority pathogens, go to who.int, our website, and you can search. So throughout ancient times, the Greeks who were crazy, right? They just made shit up all the time, didn't they? How the Greeks made up half man, half horse. Things with like a lot of heads, chimeras, right? 
That's taking the deadliest quality of every animal and binding it or any good quality of one animal and binding it together to create one ultimate beast. <laughs> so could you imagine if you had an aerosolized virus that behaved like a bacteria that could liquefy your insides almost instantly? But in order to do that, you have to have the genetic foundations for what? For the virus to actually integrate. And in order to do that, you may need some form of mechanism that hijacks your body's machinery bound together by a simple, well-known viral protein of HIV to create spike proteins to help you become the ultimate host for what's to come. See you tomorrow. Neurotica. Now, on another note, before I bid you goodbye for those that stayed, I was able to go to Little America. I have been begging to buy billboards to put Julian Assange on our billboards across the nation and newspapers to buy full paid ads. But I also tapped small businesses. And so hopefully I'll have that soon. And I'll post it on my Instagram. I ran into some little fair in the middle of nowhere America and tasked two people, one for a mug, one for a t-shirt. I'm not making any profit. They're just people that prop it up and they had some really interesting things. All of us, all of us should be asking to impeach 44, which is coming. I said that, but we should help and continue. Julian Assange must be freed. And for those of you that can afford a t-shirt, a mug, a hat, wear it proudly as much as you can. I know I will when I'm being on the big screen soon. I will make sure that I represent him proudly because it's important we do. God bless all of you. And remember, some of us are not really here and we're simply, I guess, what do they call an illusion, right? Not really here. Maybe a simple intrusion in this freaking clown show that we are all in at the moment. And sometimes better late than never. We see that loud and clear that people around us, people in our society, and specifically those on social media, well, most of them are simply that, intrusions. And they don't really exist. But you know what I have to say? For those of you that dismissed bonafide information because you didn't recognize it, who says that you would recognize what's divine? You would have to be receptive to that. Head on a swivel and keep demanding that Assange is free.
Sign. 